Welcome back to another episode of the Adam Schefter Podcast. On today's episode, we will be joined by the man that I wanted to hear from more than anybody else about the events of the most recent Super Bowl. We will be joined by the Rams wide receiver, Van Jefferson, who had an experience unlike any other in Super Bowl and maybe NFL history. But as he was on the field celebrating or beginning to celebrate the Super Bowl victory over the Cincinnati Bengals, he had a Ram staffer walk up to him and tell him, your wife's giving birth right now. That was the quote as it was captured by NFL Films from Joanna Hunter, the Rams' vice president of corporate affairs, as she went up to Van Jefferson to break the news to him that other people already knew because it had been on social media that his wife had been taken out of SoFi Stadium and rushed to the hospital. And so we wanted to reach out to Van Jefferson to hear more about this. And there was even more to it than we could even imagine having happened on that Super Sunday. It is a story that is more wild than you would think. Van Jefferson recounts his incredible Sunday, the likes of which may never be repeated again. And now, once we're past the Super Bowl, of course, we will begin to turn our attention to the offseason. And when we turn our attention to the offseason, inevitably that means we turn our attention to quarterbacks. And I think the three quarterbacks that have been in the spotlight and will continue to be in the spotlight until we have resolution about their situations are Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Russell Wilson in Seattle, and Deshaun Watson in Houston. Now, Again, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers will decide, and his decision could come at any point now. For all we know, he decides this week that he wants to be back in Green Bay. But it certainly seems like there's more and more evidence about him wanting and being willing to be back in Green Bay. And it certainly seems like the Packers organization is in a better spot this year than it was a year ago when Aaron Rodgers clearly wanted out at that point in time. He doesn't seem to be as hung up as he was last offseason, although we will await his official word, and his decision. Similarly, Russell Wilson has not pushed any envelope yet, has not pushed the limits with the Seahawks. Seahawks are bringing back their head coach, their general manager, their front office. Russell Wilson hasn't said boo, unlike last offseason, when his agent stated that there were four teams that Russell would be willing to waive his no-trade clause for. We haven't heard any of that talk. So let's presume for a moment that Russell Wilson is back in Seattle. That would leave Deshaun Watson as the one quarterback that we would think would be on the move for sure at some point, whenever the Texans decide to trade him. But if we take Rodgers and we take Wilson off the market, there's only one team that could trade for Deshaun Watson. And that means that there's going to be a shortage of quality quarterbacks at a time when there is a line of teams that need quarterbacks. And that means that the value of secondary quarterbacks, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, I would think, might go up because every team is not going to be able to get the quarterback that they want. And if we spin it forward to the draft and the quarterbacks in this year's draft, I've had scouts tell me that none of the quarterbacks in this year's draft, none of the quarterbacks would be picked higher than any of the top five quarterbacks picked 
in last year's draft. So where we saw Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Mac Jones go within the first 14 picks, I believe, last year, the feeling among scouts this year is there's not a quarterback in this upcoming quarterback draft class that's better than the top five quarterbacks in last year's draft class. So it's going to be tough to get the quality quarterback that many teams need via trade due to Rodgers and Wilson if they decide to stay where they are, which we're still waiting to hear. And it's going to be hard to come up with that quarterback solution in the draft. And so it leads to an offseason where some teams are going to enter it with major quarterback questions and come out of it still with major quarterback questions. Now, we'll see how this all plays out. And there are always things that you don't expect to have happen that do happen. Maybe at some point later in the offseason, Tom Brady decides to come back, though the chances of that seem small if you listen to Bruce Arians, who says he cannot imagine that. So there are always things that happen that change the scenario. But again, if Rodgers is back in Green Bay and Wilson's back in Seattle, you tell me where all these teams who need a quarterback, Denver, Washington, Carolina, Houston, Pittsburgh, Tampa, New Orleans, Detroit. You tell me where all those teams are going to get a quarterback. It's just not going to happen. But that will be one of the storylines we watch this offseason. But the storyline that we were watching from post-Super Bowl was Van Jefferson. And I told you that I thought the story would be interesting. It's far more interesting than even I thought it was. And with that, we will turn it over to the Rams wide receiver, the father of a new baby boy, and wait till you hear the baby boy's name, Van Jefferson. Van. Hey, how you doing? How are you doing? I'm not, as, I'm not doing as well as you. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. You know, I wanted to get you on this podcast because your story to me may be the most unique story in Super Bowl history. It would be incredible at any time. Yeah. But to have it happen... After a Super Bowl, I said, I need more details. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's more to this, right? I got to hear everything about this. Yeah. <laughs> so can you take me through, and for those who don't know, your wife, Samaria, gave birth or was taken away from the Super Bowl on a stretcher. Her water broke, I take it. Yeah. You're playing in the Super Bowl. You win the game. And in roughly a two-hour time span, you win a Super Bowl and become the father of a baby boy. Do I have this correct? Yes, yeah, yes, sir, you do. So, um, so like the night before, my wife had called me and was like, um, you know, she was saying that, you know, she was kind of hurting and stuff. And I, I really didn't think anything of it, you know, she was like, but everything is fine. So I had called the doctor. I'm like, hey, you know, is my wife gonna be okay? Like, do I need to leave the, do I need to leave the team hotel right now to come down? She's like, no, she's fine. She's not gonna have a baby. Like, you're okay, stay at the hotel. And I was actually in a room with Odell. So me and Odell were like, was getting some treatment in and Odell was like, do you have to go? I'm like, no, no, no. She said everything is okay. So, you know, I'm relaxed, I'm cool. And then, so during the game, you know, uh, I didn't know anything. I didn't know that, you know, she was having contractions or anything like that. So, you know, I'm just clueless. And then, you know, after the fact, I had learned that she didn't want to tell me that she was having contractions nor or was she feeling that type of way. She just wanted me to focus on the game. So, um, you know, after the game, like, I'm just, you know, I'm walking and my dad and <clears throat> my kids came out and I'm looking, I'm like, man, where's Samara? Like, 
where is she at? Like, I have no idea. So I'm just thinking she might have gave gave him the, uh, my dad the pass so he could come out and have that moment with me. But I was in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I like, I don't know what's going on. So then my dad had, my dad got on the phone with my sister and was like, hey, like, you know, I think Samara's gonna have the baby. And I was like, are we, are we serious right now? Like, is it, <laughs> like, are we for real? Just after the Super Bowl? And then so, um, you know, it wasn't confirmed yet. You know, my dad was just thinking, like, you know, and she might. And then it got confirmed when that lady came and was like, hey, your wife is going into labor. Well, that was Joanna Hunter. That was the Rams vice president of corporate affairs. She walks over to you and says, your wife's giving birth right now. Yep. And what's your reaction when you hear that? <sighs> Man, I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay, I'm like, are we, is this for real? Like, is this really going on? Like, she really having birth right now? And then my emotion were just winning the Super Bowl too. Like I'm both at a high right now. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like on cloud nine. So, but in that moment, like I, I was just like such in shock. Like, is this really going on? So I really didn't even know what to do. So I just knew that I had to get there. I had to get there. So they had set a car aside for me. And then, um, you know, I was able to, able to get it. But the traffic though, after the game was so crazy. Like, well, that's so what I was wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Like you're at the Super Bowl. Yes. You're in a packed stadium. Nobody leaves the Super Bowl quick. Nobody leaves a football stadium quick. And now right. your wife's in labor giving birth to a baby, and you got to leave the Super Bowl stadium to get to a local hospital to be. Yeah. How does that, what happened there? Man, so like, <laughs> so they like, man, you got to go right now. So I'm leaving. I ran to the, I ran to the locker room. I take off all my pads. I didn't even take a shower. <laughs> Put all my clothes <laughs> like I put all my clothes I didn't have any time so I put on my clothes and they said we have a car waiting for you so I had to come out the uh, locker room and then when I got up to the elevator I had to walk maybe like another mile because the car was like like on the opposite side of the stadium but it was so many people that we had to maneuver through the way and everything so I finally got in the car and then it took us like a so she was having a baby out there in Thousand Oaks so you know the she wasn't having it like locally right there in LA. So I had to drive like a, like an hour and 30 minutes just to get to, uh, to the version center. Yes. Because the traffic was, you know how bad traffic is here in LA, especially after the Super Bowl. Like it like we were literally stuck in traffic. So like, I just had, I had to watch the son, the birth of my son over FaceTime. <laughs> Wait, so you watched the birth of your son on FaceTime? Yeah. <laughs> watch the birth of my son on FaceTime. <laughs> Crazy. I know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. 
One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. <laughs> what is that like? So it was crazy. So um, I'm I'm just sitting in the car. I'm wondering, like, is she okay? Like, I haven't heard from her. And so someone had FaceTime me. And then so I just see, I see, like, someone, uh, 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 like a lady laying in the bed. So I just hung up the phone really fast. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> so they called me back again. So I put the FaceTime like phone up to the ceiling so I could, so they people would know. And it was my wife giving birth. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so the first time I'm thinking like I didn't know who it was. So then the second time I asked people to call, and then she just got on the phone screaming my name like, man, man. And I'm like, oh man. So you know, then then the midwife was just like, all right, we're gonna have the baby. And though, so sure enough, like, you know, my kids are in the car like, mommy, it's OK. Like, you're going to be OK. So they hear, the, you know, they hear like you know, their mom screaming and uh, it was just crazy, man. So I really wasn't I wasn't able to make it to the birth. No, but I, I got there like maybe like 30 minutes after, you know, to get that skin to skin contact. What is that like, though, to be riding in a car, knowing that you're trying to get to the hospital as soon as you can because your wife is giving birth? You don't make it in time. You're running into the hospital after she has your son. What's going through your mind at a time like that? Well, what's really going through my mind is like, I just need to get there on time. I want to make it to the birth, but I knew kind of like no possible way. Like I knew it was no, she wasn't waiting any longer. So like I couldn't, you know, it was what I wasn't going to make it. But my mind, I'm just like, okay, I need to get here. I need to get here as fast as I can. So I'm in the car like, hey, can you drive this any faster? Like, can you, can you push it any faster? He's like, I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, can you, you know, but he's. But I was being such, I was being respectful to him. And but um in my mind, I'm just like, okay, like I just pray that she's calm. I pray that she's doing this. She's, you know, she can, and I'm in the, I'm on the phone encouraging, like, you know, it's okay, you can do it. Like, you know, but I know she wanted me right there by my side. But as soon as I got to the uh hospital, like I sprinted full speed to the to the emergency room to, to go see her. Unshowered, by the way, too, right? Exactly, unshowered. <laughs> <laughs> I black, I black on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Super Bowl sweat, eye black on, yep. walk into the room, and your baby son's there already waiting to greet you. Yep, ready to greet me, yes, sir. Now, I have a question. On the field after the game, you're celebrating, and you're celebrating with your daughter, Bella, and she says to you at that point in time, when you say we have to leave, but why do we have to go so quick, Daddy? <laughs> yeah. At that, so at that point in time, you knew that Samaria was going into labor, having the baby. And you just had to try to explain to your daughter at that point. Like the soon, a second I heard that, I think I would have been out the door then. Although it is the Super Bowl celebration, but you got to go, man. You got to yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I mean, a five-year-old, she was just so like this, the confetti and everything. She wanted to play more, so she was just, you know, <laughs> she wanted to stay a little bit longer. So she was like, you know, why do you have to go? You know, so. She was just like so excited about everything that just happened. But I had to explain to her like, hey, like mommy's having a baby. We have to go, you know. So she kind of I mean, she kind of understood. But at the same time, a five year old, they're thinking like, wait, well, we can stay a little bit longer. You know, we don't have to leave right now. So, <laughs> you know, she was just thinking about that. But, you know, once I explained to her and everything was going on, she you know, she 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 was ready to go because, you know, she's so excited about being a big sister and being, you know, um, you know, having that role. So it, it was exciting for her, but obviously she wanted to stay a little bit longer. So you didn't even know about the car being set up for you. The Rams set it up for you during the course of the game while you're playing in and winning the Super Bowl so that when the game ends, you're then told to head to the car that they booked that yep. you didn't even know about. 
Mm-mm. to head out there. Is that accurate? Accurate. So I didn't even know they did. I didn't even know they were going to have a car. Like I, I was like, I didn't, before then I was planning, like I was going to have to catch an Uber or something like that. I was going to have to. So I didn't know that they even had a car ready for me. I'm thinking that, you know, or I was going to take like the car that, um, that I had transported my family from home to the stadium. So, but I didn't know, like, I was just, but then when they told me that I had a car, I was like, oh, really? They said it's up for me. So I said, oh, let's go. <laughs> so that was really, really cool to them to do that. You know, that's very first rate, very classy. I'm not surprised that's the type of organization the Rams are, but I'm a little disappointed. They didn't have a helicopter waiting for you at the Super Bowl when your wife was in a hospital so far away now, Van, now that I hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> helicopter would have got me there way faster. I probably would have made the birth for sure. <laughs> and who was in the car at that point in time? It was you, your five-year-old daughter, Bella. Who else was in the car with you? Uh, so I had me, Bella, uh, my mom, my dad. Uh, my best friend, Tyree, and his girlfriend. And are you giving a play-by-play like Samaria is about to give birth to a boy here? Like, what's going on in that car as you're watching it on FaceTime? Yeah, we're all in the car. We're all in the car, and we just hear Samaria screaming. <laughs> and my dad was like, who is that screaming? <laughs> so I'm like, Dad, this is Samaria right here screaming. So, And everybody, and my best friend, Tyree, in the back, he's like, I can't watch this. <laughs> and my mom, my mom was just like, man, just tell her to calm down. So everybody in the car was was coming at me and giving me different things to say. And meanwhile, I'm just on the phone, like, looking like, okay, Samara, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I'm just, like, cringing, like, just thinking, gosh, I wish I was there. So it, it, it was, everybody in the car was, was going crazy for sure. Man, I don't mean to break it to you, but the rest of your life may be downhill from here. Like, you'll <laughs> never have a night like that ever again where you win a Super Bowl and your wife is giving birth to your first son Right after that's never going to happen again. Yes. Never, ever going to happen again. Like, like I told my wife, I was like, I've been on cloud line this whole week. Like, I don't think there's any coming down from this. Like this moment in Super Bowl, having a winning the Super Bowl and having a baby. Definitely the best day of my life for sure. Now, do you two discuss how this would be handled if she were to go into labor as she did at a playoff game as she did, but it just turned out to be the Super Bowl. She yeah. was determined to keep that from you so that you could finish a game. Yes. Yeah, so we definitely talked about it before. So I remember we just had like scenarios like, what if the baby comes during the Super Bowl? And I was like, nah, I don't think because his due date was on February 17th. So I'm thinking he's probably going to come a couple of days after, you know, he might come, you know, the 16th, you know, 15th. So I didn't think he was going to come on the Super Bowl. So I'm telling her like, no, nah. she's like, I promise you the baby's going to come on the, on the Super Bowl. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, he's not. So then I was like, hey, well, if he comes on the Super Bowl, like, you know, I'm going to play in the game. She said, yeah, go ahead, play in the game. Like, OK, I know you're going to come after. But we, but I'm thinking the baby's not going to come, you know? So ultimately the baby did come. <laughs> so uh, I'm just thinking like, you know, but we definitely discussed before, like, okay, like, yeah, go play in the game, you know, and do your thing. But yeah, she did not want to tell me at all, you know, cause she knew like, if she would have told me, I probably been like, I would have been nervous. I would have been like, okay, what's going on? Is she okay? Like what's happening? So she just, she did it for those reasons. See, that's the amazing part about it. I remember seeing on social media that your wife was being rushed out of the stadium Mm-hmm. to go to a hospital and you're playing the game. So everybody that was on social media was more in tune and more in touch with what was going on with your wife than you, the husband, the father were while you were playing in the Super Bowl. Yes, for sure. It's like, I didn't, 
So I didn't know. So my my wife kind of gave me the play by play with her. Like she was feeling some type of way up in the stands, and um, she had one of her best friends there. And her actually, her name is Samari too, as well. So um, two Samarias, yeah, two Samarias. Because the story couldn't be any more wild. So right, exactly. So so continue on then. Yeah. So two Samarias. So my wife said she kind of feeling some type of way. So then her best friend had called. Was like, hey, like I'm gonna call the people. So the people came and got Samaria, and she rolled out in the stretcher, and everybody was like recording her and everything so uh they had put her in an ambulance transferred her to uh, a hospital but she didn't want to be admitted to that hospital because she wanted to get to you know the hospital that she originally was supposed to go do the birth so the hospital was trying to admit her and she's like no like i cannot be here no like i can't you had you guys have to let me go so they let her go and she ubered from that uh hospital all the way to thousand oaks by herself not by herself no no she was with my sister and my uh auntie so they had Uber all the way from that hospital all the way to Thousand Oaks. Because Thousand Oaks was the hospital that she had picked out that she yeah. had designated, not yeah. knowing that she was going to be going into labor while she was at SoFi Stadium. Exactly. Exactly. And so she was if she would have had waited like maybe like 30, 30 more minutes if she would have like maybe just went to the whole. Maybe, let's say she just would have like seen the whole halftime show. She would have had the baby at the stadium for sure. <laughs> so she didn't get to see the halftime show, Ben? No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, what about the idea the night before you're rooming with Odell because his girlfriend is also due? And for mm -hmm. all I know, maybe she's given birth by now. Yeah. What was that like, the shared experience where you're both expecting to become fathers yeah. and both preparing to play in the Super Bowl? Yeah. So the night before, like I said, we we're just getting some treatment in and, um, you know, my wife had called me, was just saying like, Hey, like I'm feeling some type of way. And I'm like, I'm like, you think you're going to have the baby? So she's like, I don't know. So then I just called the midwife and the midwife was like, um, no, she's not going to have the baby. She's going to be fine. So I then just remember, so I hung up the phone. Odell was like, you know, is your wife going to have the baby? I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. He, and then Odell was just like, bro, this would be a crazy story if you had a baby on the Super Bowl. I'm like, bro, I'm like, and I'm just, I'm just in there like, nah, I'm like, ain't no way. <laughs> you know, I'm like, there's no way. And Odell was like, he was he was basically saying like, bro, she might have the baby on the Super Bowl. And guess what? She had the baby on the Super Bowl. So we're just, so then I just had revisit to him. I'm like, bro, it's crazy that you said I had I would have the baby on the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, I told you. So it was crazy. <laughs> now, let me ask you this question. You knew where your wife was sitting during the game, correct? Yes, I knew where she was sitting, but I couldn't, you know, she, they were so far up. They didn't have like the usual seats they had like at a regular home game because okay. they had, so I knew she was up top. But I really couldn't, you know, we always communicate and wave at each other before the game, but I couldn't see her. So I really didn't know what was going on. Because I would imagine that there would be quite a bit of commotion in her section at the time that she's being stretchered out of the yeah. stadium. Yeah. So much so that maybe it would have gotten your attention on the field, but you didn't even know exactly where it was that she was sitting. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't have no idea where she was sitting. Like usually at a regular home game, I knew that she was like in section like 100. So I could be able to look and see her. But this game, she was up high, like in the 200 seconds. So I really didn't know. But I just remember, like, coming back to my phone after the game, and I just seen someone tweet it saying, I'm pretty sure I seen Van Jefferson's wife carried out on a stretcher. So, what? So, so that's when I just was like, okay, we got to go. So I just remember seeing that, and people, it just, it just went crazy. So when you look back at this, I think back to when I became a father mm -hmm. for the very first time. I remember walking into the emergency room. I remember the chair and the view of where I sat down. I remember what was going through my mind, being taken into the delivery room, 
all those moments are so vivid in my mind and always will be. And yeah. I would imagine it's probably very similar to you. What are the moments that will be ingrained in your mind forevermore from that particular night and that experience, which is unlike any other that I've ever heard? Yes, I think uh, definitely the moment with my daughter on the field, that would be definitely ingrained in my mind. Just, you know, me explaining to her and me being calm with her and then me running from the from the from the field to the locker room and being able to take out my pads. And then the moment when I just ran into the uh, delivery room and just seen him and then was able to lay him on my chest. I think that was just like, you know, because like you said, I didn't I didn't take a shower. I still had some of my eye black on like. But it's just like that moment right there. I'll never forget because it's just like. It was just so pure, you know, like me just coming in and being able to see my wife and just the, the process she just went through by herself, you know, without me being there. It's just amazing. You know, so I think that moment, just seeing that, seeing my son and being able to hold him for the, you know, for the first time. And that, that's definitely going to be ingrained in my, my mind for forever. And what was that like? <sighs> the best feeling ever. I mean, you walk in and you look at him and he just place him on your chest. It's just like, wow, this is really this is this is my son. Like this is. I just drove an hour and 30 minutes in traffic to get to this moment right here. So it was just like the best feeling ever. And just to be there next to her and, you know, to, you know, talk to her and just hug her and hug my son. And it's, it's a moment like any other. So, you know, it, it was the best thing ever. And do you remember what you said to Samaria after she had given birth to your son when you arrived yeah. in the hospital room? I just came in, I came in, I kissed her on the forehead and I just told her I was proud of her, you know, and, uh, you know, cause that's, that's a lot, you know, coming in, coming to, coming yeah. to, you know, not wanting to tell me and having contractions all the, from the night before, like she's a trooper, you know? So I just told her I was proud of her and, you know, it, it was just a great feeling. And she did everything natural, you know, natural, natural birth. So it was no, no epidural, no anything. So she's definitely a champ for that. Did you get her a push present? You know, there was push presents for, what, what yes. if you did? What what'd you, what'd you get her, Van? I got her a Range Rover. So, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. So she got a Range Rover for giving birth to your son that night. Uh huh. Yes, sir. She did. And did she know that that Range Rover was coming, or was it left for her in the driveway when she got home? Uh, it was left in the driveway. She didn't know it was coming, so it was left in the driveway. So, yep. what day did she get to leave the hospital? Was she did she leave the next day? When and 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 describe that scene of what it's like where she finally comes home and she sees the car sitting in the driveway. Well, no, she got to she got to uh, she got to stay. Um, she came home the same day, so she came on the yeah she came home the same day. She came on the same day, so she's a trooper. So and then um, you know so but me and her mom were talking about a surprise and how would I do it? You know it was different ways. I'm just like I'm just gonna leave it in the driveway. So. She came, she came and she seen the car in the driveway and, you know, she just gave him birth. So her automatic reaction just to cry. So it was just, you know, a great feeling, man. And she was, uh, she was definitely excited. So, you know, but she deserved it. You know, she deserved all of it, you know, for her coming in and doing that, especially giving birth to my sons, you know, so she deserved it for sure. What, what color <laughs> Range Rover, by the way? White. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm just thinking here, Van, now my imagination is going wild. If you had some, if you had somehow won the MVP of the game, Maybe you could have swapped out the cars and saved yourself some money. And she would have got the Range Rover, but she would have gotten a free car that you would have won if you had won Super Bowl MVP. Exactly. She would have got got two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, so do we have a name picked out for your son yet? Like, we have not heard this. What's the name? Champ. you got to be kidding me. (laughs) Yes, sir. Champ. Champ. Yes, sir. Was that name always picked out for him? 
nah, it wasn't always picked. So we were we were really thinking about like when and uh, miles, but then it was just like, I think it's very fitting to name him Champ, you know. And then we just looked it up, and Champ is like a warrior. So and then I just my wife is a warrior. Like what she did that that whole game and what she did throughout this whole week of Super Bowl, the week of Super Bowl being so crazy. He's a champ and she's a warrior. So champ, champ Curtis Jefferson. So that's the name we got. That's an awesome name. Yes, man. sir. That's Thank an you. awesome name. That is the most fitting name that I've ever heard. Yeah. For a baby. <laughs> I love that name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of that one until, until you just said it. I think that's just fantastic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. has this past week been like? You said you've been on cloud nine ever since. But Samaria, Champ, Bella, everybody came home a week ago. You're a Super Bowl champion. You didn't get to enjoy the full post-game experience, but you did get to go to the parade. What yeah. has the whole week been like for you? Uh, man, it's been great. I mean, you know, I've had family come out here, you know, and be with us during this uh, during this week. But it's been great. I think um, I think it's just all a blessing, you know, to have just, you know, your baby born on Super Bowl and to have a healthy baby at that, you know, to be born and – um, it's just a blessing from God, man. And just something that we will always cherish and something that we'll always remember, you know, and be grateful for. And, um, but you know, it, it's been a great week, but I can't think I, I wouldn't be able to do this without her. I wouldn't be able to do this without my family and my kids. So we're just so grateful and just so blessed for this, you know, to be able to be parents and, um, but it's been a great feeling, man. I think, I, like I said, I'm on cloud nine. I'm still on cloud nine right now. I still just, I don't think it has, has hit me yet. You know, I'm think I'm still, <laughs> I think I'm still just, you know, taking everything in, but, you know, it was a great win, great win for the team, you know, a great win for me too, as a, as a, uh, as a husband and as a father. So, um, you know, I'm still on cloud nine, man. So, uh, like you said, I don't think anything will be able to top this for sure. Which one will you remember more? Which one means more to you winning a super bowl or becoming the father to champ? I think becoming a father to champ for sure. I think, uh, you know, especially winning the super bowl. I mean, you don't get to do that often, but you know, being, uh, the type of man I am, I, I pride myself in being a man of integrity, a man of great character, and I'm um, being a great father. So, you know, um, definitely coming home and seeing my son and seeing my wife and uh, was definitely the ultimate prize. But, you know, also winning the Super Bowl, too, was a great prize, too, because those on call off. Some people don't even make the playoffs. So, you know, to even experience, you know, that and, you know, God allowed this team and to uh, get into the playoffs and to win the big game. So, I mean, I think both moments are you know, unforgettable, but for sure coming home and seeing my wife and seeing my son, you know, is a moment I would never forget. Now your father, Sean Jefferson, he's the Arizona Cardinals wide receivers coach, correct? Yes, sir. Did Sean ever win a Super Bowl? No, he never did, but he played in the Super Bowl. He played in two of them and he never, he never won. He didn't win any of them. So I got, I got, I got, I got bragging rights on that. <laughs> and, and I don't know whether you have any siblings or not, but was champ his first grandson. Oh, no, 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 Okay, because I was thinking if you had given him a Super Bowl title and his first grandson the same night, what a night that would have been for him, too. Yeah, I know, exactly. But my dad came on the field. He was on the field. Like, you know, that's why I was thinking, like, what's going, where is Samaria? And I just remember him coming on the field yelling, like, yeah, 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 we just want to. I'm like, we, hold on, wait. Nah. You know, but he was just so excited for me and so happy for me that, you know, I was able to, because this whole, he came out here, like, on, um, like Thursday and was just talking to me and just telling me like, Hey, just enjoy the moment, you know, just be, you know, have fun, you know, because he played in two of them and just telling me like, you know, it's just another game. And, but I think, you know, for him, 
you know, it was just happy. He was just so happy to see me, you know, win a Super Bowl and just happy to see me in the, in the, in the NFL. You know, he played 13 years in the NFL nights coaching. So I just remember when I was a little kid, you know, my dad just told me, I remember one day he just asked me, like, what do you want to do when you get older? And I was like, I want to play in the NFL. And then a couple of years later, when I made it in the NFL, my dad just was telling me, like, you know, once you told me what your goal was and what you wanted to do, my focus went straight to you doing that. So everything, me being hard on you and me being tough on you, it was all for these moments right here. So, you know, it was it was a moment shared with him, too, as well, you know. So, But he was just so happy about winning the Super Bowl and me actually playing in it and, you know, being in the NFL. So it, it was a great moment. When he asked you what you wanted to do, you never told him you wanted to win a Super Bowl and become a father on the very same night. You never told him that, right? That, nah. <laughs> <laughs> never told him that, no, sir. <laughs> hey, Van, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. And honestly, one of the reasons I wanted to get it is I keep a journal and mm-hmm. I like to go back and read days. And I want you 20 years to play this for champ yes, and sir. to kind of have him relive the moments that you went through on what would have to be and will always be the single greatest night of your life. Yes, sir. When you win a Super Bowl and become the father to a baby boy named Champ, the aptly named Champ. What a blessed baby. What a blessed family. What an incredible experience. Yes, sir. And hopefully this will always live on. He can listen to this one day to understand the craziness that yeah. came along with the very first day of his life. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, congratulations on being a Super Bowl champ and a dad. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right. There is the father of Champ Jefferson, the Super Bowl champ, Van Jefferson, recounting a story that is even more improbable than I would have thought when we reached out to get Van Jefferson on this podcast to have him relive that experience. What a story. And I said it to him, and I'll say it again. I don't know that we've ever had a story that would rival that. Has there ever been a player who left a game, any game, to rush to the hospital to be with his wife who is giving birth? Has that ever happened at a Super Bowl? I don't believe so. I believe this is one of the most unique stories in Super Bowl history. And I'm glad that Van Jefferson could fill in the blanks to describe everything that went into that experience in a game ball for Samaria. What a trooper. I know if I were playing in the Super Bowl and my wife were giving birth and I had shown up after she gave birth, I might be looking for a new address, but not Van Jefferson. What a story. Congratulations to him, Samaria, their expanded family, everybody that came along with that. What an incredible experience. All right, last week we had Bill Polian on, the Hall of Fame executive, and he was talking about the fact that he was concerned that Joe Burrow could somehow turn into the next Andrew Luck if he's not protected better in years to come. And who would have thought this? If you go back and look at the numbers, in his first 35 NFL games, Andrew Luck was sacked 80 times. In his first 30 games, Joe Burrow has been sacked 102 times. So he's been sacked 22 more times in five fewer games than Andrew Luck was during a career where his protection failed him early on more than it should have. And so the Bengals, I'm sure, will be addressing that this offseason. It has to be the highest priority of the organization, and that will be a major storyline going forward. Also should point out how nice it was 
this past weekend to have a Sunday in which didn't have to wake up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, didn't have to check on any injury news, didn't have to rush off and leave the house at 6 in the morning on a Sunday, as we had done every Sunday since the beginning of September, and how nice it was to just wake up and get out of bed when you want to get out of bed without having to check on injury news and injury updates to sit in front of the TV and watch what you like to watch on Sunday morning, which I often like to watch CBS Sunday morning and all the great storytellers that they have on there. And to sit down there on my couch and to know that hopefully we'll get to do this for a few more Sundays here before this all kicks back up again in September. I can't tell you how nice that was and what a blessing it was to have the type of Sunday that everybody gets to have, most everybody gets to have outside the NFL circle. And I know I speak for other people in organizations, teams, the league office, when we talked about having a Sunday to ourselves. Wow, it was really nice. Took my wife and daughter to dinner at night, casual, read the paper, old-fashioned newspaper reader, like to do that. Just sat around, watched golf. It was, I got to tell you, it was really nice. So it's nice to have some of these Sundays back. We do miss football. But football will return in September, and until then, we will try to enjoy our time. All right, before we let you go, I want to tell you about NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. This show offers exclusive content Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Kendrick Perkins, Cheney Agumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Woj, Ramona Shelbourne, and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. Get caught up with the Latest from around the NBA on NBA Today on ESPN and the ESPN app. One app, one tap, and also available as a podcast. Listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I want to thank Van Jefferson for taking the time out of his schedule, which I would presume would include changing diapers these days. I also want to thank my producer, Christina Buswell, and her coworker, Sarah Abbott, for putting together this podcast on another weekly basis. And I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast for what was a story that I would think that people won't forget anytime soon. Please join us again next week. when We'll be back in this space with one of the recently hired NFL head coaches, and we'll hear his thoughts on what he envisions for himself and his team moving forward into the 2022 and future seasons beyond. Until then, have a great week, be well, and stay safe.